Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fuzzy Concepts yeah. with uh, Steve Rockhouse in there and myself, Adam McCartney. It's been how many years? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been about yeah. three, I think. Yeah. We were on the radio for a while. We were on internet radio for a while. Yeah, we were on the internet radio for a while. I think this is what the first time. podcast. <laughs> this is in our, uh, our, our now spanning three decades of broadcasting. Oh, in my the, God, that's depressing. In the, in the 90s, the 10s and the 20s. Oh, my God, yeah. Five US presidents. Five US presidents. Oh, God, I think we should pack up and just leave now because broadcasting has clearly got us where we know where we want to be. Yeah, as professional as we were on day one. I know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, three decades of broadcasting. Spanning three decades, yeah. That's that's unbelievable. We're almost up there with Mickey Rourke. Yeah, nearly there. Nearly there. um, so why now? Why are we back? I suppose boredom more than anything. Yeah, boredom and something to do and being stuck know, inside and yeah, yeah. And, and I uh, think the news is crazy enough that even if I Google my weird news, most of it's just normal news. I know these it's days. It's been a mad year, mad year, but it's just something to do. Come back and have a bit of fun since everyone's podcasting anyway, and we started the craze many decades ago. Exactly. Yeah, we started that yonks ago. We were doing it before it was cool. Yeah, exactly. So we and think- we were so cool that there was only about twenty people listening to us. Yeah, and which, I'd say if you're a hipster, you know that that's that's the epitome of coolness. Yeah, and I'd say we've got at least quarter of that audience back listening to I this. Know, exactly, exactly. Uh, we we did have one message from Emmett. Yeah, he did. A longtime friend of the show. Yeah, and uh, he said, "Are we going to be mentioning Ryan Gosling?" But we are now. Anyway. What do we have? Yeah, just yeah. mentioned him there now. Um, but that just shows how far, like how far, how long ago it is since we last our podcast. Because I don't think I've heard of Ryan Gosling in about three years, anyway. No, he's he's not doing he's gone right out of fashion. He really has. He's really. Only God forgives his... was. Uh, oh, I think only God forgives was the end of the end of the road for him. That's Although he did Blade Runner, didn't he? Yeah, he did Blade Runner. He was in La La Land. Did well for him. I I I kind of yeah I yeah. got that out of my mind actually. That place film. beyond the pines. Oh God, that's one of the worst films. And it's one of the worst. Great, the, the, the story. We went to see that, I think, at the cinema, Steve, didn't yeah, we? We did. And it was a film that would not end. No, it, it goes on and on forever. Kept going and going. I went to the bathroom. Yeah. And I, when I came back in, I thought, oh, yeah, this must be it now. It must be yeah. almost at the end. I'm sure I was standing uh, in the corridor from the entrance because I thought it was going to end. I'm sure I was standing there for a good 25 minutes. But it was still going on. Oh, my God. Yeah, I taught you. But anyway, enough it. about Ryan Gosling's career. That's it. That's all. That's yeah, all. I'm that's sure all he won't again. be. That's all you're getting. I'm sure he won't be happy with um, the comments we made now. And we, we, he was a listener of the of the show. Yeah, we've burned that bridge. So we're sorry, Ryan. Yeah. And if you ever want to come on, you're more than welcome. Yeah, absolutely. So will I start with some news. You may as well. You may as well. Anything so I think uh, I, I'll start with a story that uh, I think people. Well, you maybe not you know Steve, but a lot of people kind of yeah. kind of miss going away. And flying places, but this is for something to keep people in mind when you're on a plane. Uh, it's right. uh, flight attendants' codes for passengers. Okay. Yeah. So, um, with cabin crew trapped in close proximity to hundreds of passengers for hours at a time, it's no surprise that they've created their own secret code words to express their true feelings. Mm. Every workplace is full of people gossiping and venting, and those who work in the air are no different. They just have to be a, a bit more tactful about how it's done. Cabin crew Owen Bedell, who passed away in 2016, sadly, but he exposed many secrets of the sky in his hugely popular book, Confessions of a Qantas Flight Attendant. 
one of the per, one of the pieces of inside information he spilled was that the cabin crews he worked with would often use the term Bob to refer to certain passenger on board. The term is used by staff to identify passengers they fancy and alerts others to have a look for themselves with Bob standing for best on board. Ah, makes sense. But it's not the only code word used for that purpose as any other airline worker once, uh, as another airline worker once revealed on a forum that there's a game called Cheerio that is played in the cabin. They wrote that the Cheerio game is, a, is the game you play when passengers disembark from the plane. When you're standing there saying goodbye, thank you, take yeah. care. When you see someone you fancy, you say cheerio. You need to do it with a buddy and the challenge is to keep a straight face. And some cabin crew staff have come up with even more specific ways to flag exactly who they like the look of. With a former flight attendant called James explaining on Australian radio. Confirmed they need to be subtle when discussing passengers with colleagues. They explain they use secret messages to identify seat numbers. He said, everyone knows their seat numbers. So we're on the cart and he'd be like, I'm thinking of doing seven days in America, being seat 7A. And I'll be like, yeah, I could do seven days in America. Or like six, six days in Denmark means seat 16. Other workers have also let slip that air pocket is used to warn each other that turbulence is expected. And using the term, I'll be right back to a passenger can indicate to others that they are difficult to be with. So there you go. There you I'm go. sure I got a cheerio when I got off a plane once. Hey, so now you know. If you're getting a cheerio when you're getting off a plane, you're like, yes. Yeah. You know, although usually on Ryanair they just kick you off at like just get yeah, out. Get off. They're playing a different game. Get you out. I know. Yeah, pick up your rubbish. So, uh, um, so there's a few there, Bob. Yeah. So if you ever hear Bob, yeah, exactly. Cabinets, best yeah. on board. That's what you want. That's what you're going for. That's what I'm always going for. Trying to impress the yeah, uh, their their stewards and I, stewardesses. Like you've worked in shops before, and um, I worked in yeah. one once, and and we had a few code words, not for those kind of things. But it was, um, I think it was Billy Russell was was the code word if there was somebody dodgy in the shop because you couldn't, <laughs> you can't these days say keep an eye on that fella he looks dodgy. <laughs> yeah. but, so you'd be like the Billy Russell call today, <laughs> and that was kind of code to keep an eye on this guy. Did... <laughs> I don't think we ever had any when I was in retail. Actually, I'm trying to think. I think we just called them bollockses. <laughs> What's that? Under I suppose we had though, like the, the shop I was in, Golden Nissa was quite, you know, quite small. You would go in, you would just go in the door in the back when you were getting stuff. Yeah. And that's yeah. where you went to kind of calm down or blow off some steam because yeah. there'd be someone on their lunch or something like that. And you just go in, you close the door behind you, go, the f all that bollocks. <laughs> yeah. But there we go. So, um, there we go. So that, that, that's good stuff from the airline. So you want to be either called Bob or get a nice cheerio when you're leaving. Yeah, or you know, I'd like I'd like to do seven days in America, apparently. Yeah, there you go. I'll just keep an eye on your seat number. Yeah, you could be in. It's like a it's yes. like a perverted lottery. <laughs> it's like a perverted lottery. <laughs> as long as they don't follow you to the toilet, is yeah, the main thing. It. Okay, we'll go for a bit of a timely one. It was Burns Night the other night, which is a big night in Scotland. And in celebration. Yeah. Uh, uh, a packet of haggis has been launched into the edge of space for the first time. Oh, poor bastards. <laughs> Scottish butcher Simon Howie worked with space education and research firm Stratonauts to launch 454 gram ha haggis in Perth and Kim Ross this month. The haggis was attached to a weather balloon and soared more than 20 miles above the earth, equivalent to nearly four times the height of Everest. After taking off from the Simon Howie headquarters in Dunning, it travelled over Stirling, Falkirk, Edinburgh and the Pentland Hills before landing safely in Lauder and the Borders. Mr Howie said he wanted to start the year by lifting the spirits in the general public and was thrilled to work with Shadownauts to take Scotland's national dish to new heights. Yeah. 
Burns Night is one of the most important dates on the food calendar for us, and we wanted to mark the occasion by sending the UK's best-selling haggis, the original 454 gram, to the edge of space, he said. Mr Howie said his company had worked hard to increase production in the run-up to Christmas and now Burns Night, which Scott celebrated the 25th of January to mark the life and works of poet Robert Burns. So there you go, haggis in space. What, a, what, a, space. what a time to be living in. Imagine if you were walking down the street and the haggis fell and hit you. What a <laughs> Coming way. from the balloon. What a way to Would go. they believe you? <laughs> Killed uh, by haggis. Yeah, I'm not a big I'm haggis fan. I, I, I eat most things, but haggis isn't one of my favourites. Have, have, have you ever tried it? Yeah, it's it's... It's a, it's a lot of awful, but spicy. I thought it'd be I thought it'd be like kind of black pudding or something like that. Is it not? No, it's it's more the lungs and things. Oh, lovely! Yeah, it's mm. a, it's a lot of the innards kind of mashed inside in the stomach, but it still has Delicious. the oats and spices and things as well. Just to cover the horrible taste of yeah. the rest of the stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's more like than likely. It's like black pudding is delicious, but when you watch it being made, it just looks so wrong. It's just a giant big pocket of blood. I just don't think, I just try not to think about it because I do enjoy my, my, my black and white puddings, I must yeah. say. Very good for you. Very good for you. It is good for you. There's nothing wrong with eating stuff, you know, whatever yeah. it is. What is it, dried blood or something? Just blood. Just pig's blood and oats and some herbs and spices. See, that's what, what more could you want? Yeah. <laughs> good Delicious. enough for them. Delicious. Okay, we've got to our next story. This one now is a little bit old, but... Yeah, that's all right. From, uh, from our podcast, it's one that I had to save up. And bring back so it's a bit of a namibian election news oh yes as you know i'm a big fan of uh, politics especially in namibia yeah um so here we go uh a man named after adolf hitler has won a local election in namibia but insists he has no plans for world domination oh. that's what he that's what he would say yeah he's hardly gonna give that away i know Unona Adolf Hitler, 54, was elected as a local politician for the town of Umpunja in the north of the country with 85% of the vote. Wow. I mean, he upolled the, he, he the, the original Adolf Hitler. He did? How much? I mean, they only, got about, they only got about 30% of the vote in their election yeah. in 33. So it's safe so to say he's the most successful Adolf Hitler in history. Well, yeah, he already hasn't killed himself in a bunker yet, so yes is the operative word, though. <laughs> yes, yeah. However, Mr. Unona, who, as he prefers to be called, oh, says that despite right. his unfortunate name, he has no plans to take over the world. Oh. Speaking to the German news website Bild, he said his father gave him the name without understanding who the Nazi leader was or what he stood for. Namibia is a, firm, a former German colony, so it's not unusual for streets, places and people to have German name. It was a perfectly normal name for me when I was a kid, he said. It wasn't until I grew older that I realised that this man wanted to subjugate the whole world and he killed millions of Jews. The fact I have this name does not mean I want to conquer Oshana, the local region. And, uh, and when asked why he did not change his name, he said it was too late to do so, adding that he does not use his official full name on social media accounts or in public. Mr. Unona won his election by 1,196 votes to 213, which handed him a seat on the regional council. Imagine being the guy who lost Adolf Hitler. I know, I've lost Adolf in Hitler. 2021. Yeah. I wonder what his brother <laughs> is. He has him. Mussolini, Leopold. <laughs> yeah. uh, Genghis Khan, maybe. Yeah. But it's not his first parade in politics, though, and he's been what? a popular local councillor for some time, as well as being an ardent anti-apartheid activist. So fair play to him. Fair play to him. What Congratulations for him in the election. Yeah, he's trying to bring the good name Hitler back again by being anti-fascist. 
Yeah, that's and you know what, and the best thing is, you know, I, I think it's great because if Adolf Hitler came back to life and he saw that there was a, a black Adolf Hitler, yeah. got, you know, one election by way more percentage than he did. Yeah, he wouldn't like it one bit. Great. Kill himself all yeah, over. And and the unknown Adolf Hitler probably has two balls as well. Probably. I mean, that's already double what Hitler had. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so there you go. We we can't have an episode without Hitler coming in there somewhere. I, that's why I had to put it in there. It had to be there. Okay, we'll uh, go on next. Now we're going up to America, to Oregon. A car thief who found a toddler in the back seat of a stolen vehicle drove back and chastised the mother for leaving the child unattended before taking off again, police in Oregon said. The woman went into a grocery store about 15 feet from the car on Saturday, leaving her four-year-old child inside with the engine running and the vehicle unlocked, said Beaverton police spokesman, Officer Matt Henderson. A store employee told authorities the woman was in the market for a few minutes before someone began driving away with the SUV. Once the thief realised the, the toddler was in the back seat, he drove back, berated the woman for leaving her child unattended, told the woman to take the child and drove away in the stolen vehicle. He actually lectured the mother for leaving the child in a car and threatened to call the police on her, Henderson said. Yeah, well... Henderson like said that the woman did nothing wrong and was within sight and sound of the child. He said the incident served as a good reminder to take extra precautions with children. Obviously, we're thankful he brought the little one back and had the decency to do that, Henderson said. The vehicle was found a few hours later in Portland, but police are still searching for the thief. The suspect was said to be in his 20s or 30s with dark brown or black braided hair and a multicolored face, pass, face mask. Police said anyone with information on the theft should contact the department. So there you go. Yeah, well, so, like you know, socially responsible thieves. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, what's the worst crime like? Leaving your baby in an unlocked car while you go off shopping or stealing the unlocked car. I think though, I think though the guy who's probably driving off, he probably thought, "Oh no, yeah." If I get caught here, I would only, you know, if I just had the card, only be done for car theft. But if I have a child in there, they'd be done for child kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, like you don't that. want to go to jail with child kidnapping on your charge. No, but I like, I like that he, uh, he took the time out to, uh, to lecture the mother. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, good parenting is universal, like you know, so yeah. And I love the, uh, the the description with a multicolored face mask. Now that it's in in COVID times, it must I know be, exactly. It must be great for criminals <laughs> to be able to walk in with like full balaclavas on, going into banks and things, and nobody even looking at you twice. Yeah, I know. I've like I've gone into shops and I've had like a woolly hat on and my mask. Yeah, and you know, and you know, people don't have a clue. No, it must be great for for thieves. Like if they change their mind last minute, they can just be like, "Oh, I'm going to rob in things." It's my mask. Yeah, and what happens if you're buying drink? Yeah. And they ask for your ID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't, can't take the mask off. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, no. No. <laughs> but anyway, I've gone to my last story, which is a, a nice one, a bit of a rock collecting. Oh, nice. So you never know what you're going to get when you crack open a geode-like rock called an A-gate. But a new specimen is even more surprising than usual. It looks just like the cookie monster. Okay. Agate, found in Soledad, is a precious stone hotspot in southern Brazil, is a dead ringer for the blue googly-eyed Sesame Street Muppet. After its owner, California mill collector Mike Bowers, posted about the Agate on Facebook, it went viral, with write-ups in newspapers from Australia to Israel to the United States. I didn't realise the Cookie Monster was so well-known and, uh, and part of the world cultural heritage, Bowers told Life Science. He's since been contacted by the actor who plays Cookie Monster on Sesame Street, uh, and the Cookie Monster's Twitter account also gave him a shout-out. So I'm um, 
there's pictures there. I wonder if if, uh, if Phil, our producer, can add a picture to it. We'll see. We, we'll ask. It Phil does look exactly like Cookie Monster. I have to say. Yeah. Imagine the shot. So if he adds a picture, yeah. you know, you're you're good. It's crazy. Yeah, I hope they got a lot of money for it. I'm sure some museum somewhere want it. Surely. I hope they're holding out for the highest bidder, the Cookie Monster. <laughs> they try their best. <laughs> so that's the news. Yeah, I read that's the first news of 2021. Of Mad Rock somewhere in the in the Far East. I know it was in Malaysia or the Philippines or somewhere. Some guy that was living in kind of like a shanty house. Yeah. A, a meteorite came through his roof and into his house, which destroyed the roof and whatever. But the meteorite was worth a few million dollars. So no handy. <laughs> you know that's probably better odds than winning the battle, I'd say. Yeah. So you know. House destroyed. All I have is useless rocks out my back. Useless, worthless <laughs> rocks. Could you try and go through them and see if there's anything worth anything there? I'll start throwing them at the neighbours' houses, see if they smash up in twenty. <laughs> the only way to open a rock, as far as I'm concerned. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I suppose to celebrate our reunion yeah. after how many years? I don't know. We don't know. Three years. I, I think yeah. it's three years anyway. Um, We've decided, you've decided to go through, you've done a lot of research on this, Steve. We've decided to go through yeah. uh, some of the worst reunions. Some of the worst reunions, just so that ours seems that much better. Well, to be honest, we're going to a low base anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter for us. Like, it's not like we were uh, world beaters, so. <laughs> yeah, but compared It's to not really a reunion, it's just like coming, you know, just doing another show. Yeah, but compared to some of these, we could be- Did we have public demand? Do we have overwhelming public demand? <laughs> Underwhelming. Yeah. Well, that's what you want is overwhelming <laughs> yeah, public yeah. demand to come back. No, we don't want that. We don't want to hit the big type. That 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 we no. wouldn't be able to handle that. Too much pressure. The pressure then to like actually, you know, put more effort into the shows will be Ah no, no. I mean if someone does want to pay us, then you know we're more than welcome, but I'm not putting any extra yeah. effort into this. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if they want to, like we we'll sell ads on the show, I don't mind. You know, I'll I'll oh, yeah. ask anything. You know? I'm a lot different to where I was when I was 20, when I didn't want to sell out. <laughs> yeah. No, I, no, I no, no, like close to 40, I, I, I'd happily sell out, you know, I'd be selling, you know, I'd happily you know I mean? sell. Have like, um, this next segment is brought to you by Pringles. Pringles Delicious Pringles. Pringles. Onion, the perfect flavour. I'll send and them for, a good morning. And for a Sunday night, or for a Sunday morning, Panadol. Panadol. Delicious Panadol. For your hangover cure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll uh, be sending so, them. Can we send them invoices now? Yeah. yeah, perfect. So I perfect. So let's go on to our wonderful reunion. So yeah. there's a lot of bands have come back these days. It seems like every band in the world has had a reunion. There's a lot of bands coming back, but there's some... a lot of. It seems to be kind of a, a, an almost a tactic to sell concert tickets. So you get some bands who like release an album yeah. on tour and then they on a hiatus. That's it. For a couple of years and then they will say we're coming back re re reunion tour yeah. uh, with a new album and it's just like before that would have just been we have a new album coming out now it's yeah. we're back together after three years we never broke up Wonderful. there you go but a couple of bands so it's been gone since the 90s and all yeah. the way through and yeah there's uh, been some terrible ones there has been some we have a massive been. list of like bands i think we have what else do we have um there's some tv shows that never should have come back and I'm not talking, oh, yeah. you know, there's a few of them. And then the, only a small few of the worst sporting comebacks of all time. And I don't mean like teams coming from behind. I mean, people who retired and tried to come back and it just and did not go well. And tried to come back and they 
quickly realised, no, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah, exactly. It was like a drugged up Lance Armstrong finishing 23rd in the Tour de France on his comeback. <laughs> that was with the drugs. <laughs> that was with the drugs, yeah. But so was everyone else. So we start with uh, some TV reboots? TV reboots, yeah, we can start with the, the TV stuff. We'll go up along there. We'll start, I suppose, with the first one that came back was one of the most popular shows when I was younger anyway. Even over here. It was, it was massive. Roseanne was huge. Weird kind of the later years when didn't they split up and then it turned out he had a heart attack and died or something. And then like the, the, the last, I think it was the last series. Yeah. She won the lotto. Yeah. But then they kind of said the last series was like a dream or something. I can't remember. Yeah. It was very, very weird. But they came back. Very Roseanne strange. came back. People were looking forward to it. Everything seemed to be coming together. A few of them had gone away to like the Big Bang Theory and had become kind of stars doing that. And they were coming back for the show. And then what happened? Roseanne sent out a tweet. A racist, racist tweet. Yeah. And then, we can't even say what it is because it no, was pretty racist. But she did blame sleeping pills, which apparently a side effect was racism, which is the most ridiculous excuse <laughs> I, I've ever heard. I don't know if they could if they should be selling those sleeping pills if the side effect is racism. I would like to see the advert for that because you know in America, you know, when they have yeah. the adverts for the medications, then they have like a low voice at the end of the advert yeah. with like side effects. Yeah, going very quickly. These sleeping pills yeah, this could cause constipation, headaches, you know, rectal bleeding, and in rare circumstances, racist tweets. <laughs> <laughs> so but it was really big when it came back, Roseanne. Yeah. And uh, that, it was, that was um, I, I suppose then they tried to make Roseanne without Roseanne and just call it the Connors, but it didn't work at all. It's still going. It's still going. They're, I think they have a new series coming out. Oh, um, but yeah, they basically just killed her off. Yeah. And just and that was the end, the end of the show. It's basically just a totally different show with yeah. actors who used to be in Roseanne playing themselves, which is... Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like, but like the thing, Roseanne, I think she's pretty crazy anyway, so she's always been kind of tweeting mad stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's always few, kind of a bit off the wall. I think that's the thing is, like, if we had Twitter back in the 80s, who knows what some of the people would be tweeting. Oh, God. Some of yeah. your heroes would probably not be heroes anymore. No, definitely not. You know, I think social media is really, uh, especially if you're after sleeping pills. Yeah, yeah. Those rare <laughs> you know, side effects. Leave the phone at home. Yeah, pesky. <laughs> we'll go on to the next one. So the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Yeah, yeah. So the Brady Bunch was a hugely popular show, and it was, I mean, they, that, that, that was repeated up until the 90s, really, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, very, very popular. And they had a, a, re, well, a reboot film with different actors. Yeah, it didn't work. And that was kind of a bit campy, wasn't it? It was kind of a bit knowing. Yeah. A bit meta, I think, when it was coming back. Because they were, was it set in the 90s, actually, or something yeah, like I that? Yeah, I think so. I think they were kind of, I don't know, it was almost like a parody of the original rather than just trying to have the heart yeah. of the show, which it had, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they, it made sense to have a variety program with the same stars. Yeah. And uh, despite the first episode opening to 20 million viewers, Huge the show was so bad, they soon stopped watching and it lasted for just nine episodes between 1976 and 77. Yeah. In his book, Growing Up Brady, Barry Williams, who played Greg Brady, described the show as incredibly bad. Yeah. I mean, that's some so, decline from 20 million on the opening night to cancelled after nine episodes <laughs> that's pretty bad i'm pretty sure the simpsons uh, spoofed it didn't they they did they did or something they similar replaced lisa in that bill, didn't they? I'm gonna, yeah someone came in to replace lisa <laughs> but yeah um yeah not a good idea to just do some 
some of those shows. Bring Him Back is never a good idea, and that was not good. I suppose another one, then Heroes, which kind of gradually got worse by itself anyway. I don't think it needed a, a review. How many series did that last? Um, there the was three, three or originally. The first one was very good. Then it got gradually worse as the yeah. next one went on. Although they did leave it on a cliffhanger, so they probably felt... So, you know, the original hero started strong in 2006. It uh, could never recapture the excitement of its debut season, though. And But NBC brought back the series in a new form in 2015. Though it was still about people with extraordinary abilities coming together to save the world, Heroes Reborn was meant to be a continuation of the story, but several years down the line and featured new and returning characters, the ones that, you know, weren't working anymore after Heroes yeah. will probably be able to come back again. But audiences yeah. and critics weren't impressed and the show disappeared again after just 13 episodes. So there you go. Yeah, and, you know, it's probably just forgotten. There's a lot of things like that, you know, like a lot of uh, things like that where they reboot something and it's like, yeah. it's back. And yeah. then like, you know, 10 episodes later, like people don't care, so they just cancel just it. wasn't good. Really I do bad. find though, especially American TV, it's like, they do, it's like throwing shit at a wall. Yeah. I'll never they basically forget. just make anything and then, yeah. you know, they cancel it. Yeah, they made the caveman show that didn't last well that people can look up that came from a Geico commercial. Oh, yeah. Um, Jesus, yeah. The the tagline for the ad was, here we go, advertising again. We'll be sending them an invoice too. Was Geico so easy a caveman could do it? And then they thought, you know what, in our ads, we'll get a caveman in our ads who's getting annoyed by the slogan. And then people thought, you know what? What if we put a caveman in modern day America? (laughs) <laughs> I give him a room. Was it the same actor? <laughs> yeah, I think so. The poor bastard. I thought he was going to be famous. I thought he was going to make millions, and then he cancelled after two episodes. Yeah, it was. It was as bad as it sounds. Let's just yeah. let's just drop it. An intelligent caveman in with this kind of a weird odd couple roommate. No, it didn't work. And make a series out of it. Oh my god! Yeah. And yeah, like so. twenty-five episodes or something like that. Yeah didn't last long no so we're going now next to one of my favorite shows when i was growing up oh, it was great when i was a kid knight rider yeah the 1980s secret agent series is really just the story of a boy in his talking car a premise <laughs> that didn't go over quite as well in 2008 justin browning left uh, led the reboot playing the son of david hasslas michael knight with former batman val kilmer voicing kate oh my god yeah, yeah. Um, nbc they- tried to sell the show with some course correcting eliminating characters in the middle of the season and attempting to be more loyal to the source material but it was ultimately too late and the new night writer was dead after 17 episodes yeah i don't i don't even remember this at all yeah the, the big thing was it was still kit but it wasn't you know it wasn't night industries 2000 it was 3000 oh <laughs> they couldn't go over 2000 because i was in the past no, no and a talking car seemed mad but your car kind of talks to you now anyway doesn't it a lot of cars have it does i mean when you're doing your sat nav and stuff yeah, and you can exactly. use so, yeah. whatever it's, it's, it Google doesn't whatever. seem space aged anymore no i suppose the only thing space age still from it is probably the car coming out of the lorry while it's moving <laughs> yeah because for safety reasons you can't really do that anyway so no. i mean that's probably the only thing wasn't the the, the boss and night rider from cork it could have been yeah I think I'd have to look that up sometime. Yeah. I'm sure he was from he was from he was born in High Street, in nice. Cork. So uh, there you go. People can make it into 1980 series. Yeah. I mean, he and he was the, the real star. I mean, I don't, you know, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> yeah. What's he ever done? Exactly. It's the guy that I can't even remember the name of, who might not even actually be born in Cork. He was the real star. Yeah. 
exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we move on. So mad about you. Another show that was hugely popular, and um, one of the most popular shows of its time. You know, it had a nice ending that kind of wrapped everything up. Yeah, I remember and, it. I remember I used to watch Mad About You. I liked it. Yeah. And for absolutely no reason at all, they decided they were going to come back in 2019. Um, That's and crazy. They played same couple, same actors, but they were a couple of empty nesters now as their daughter Mabel, who when she was born in 97 was a massive TV event. She'd left for college, uh, but the show was not loved anymore by audience or critics who felt it was just playing off. <laughs> It was cancelled. I'm not sure if there's still another series coming or what, but uh, yeah, maybe when they're I still thought, yeah, I found that very yeah. mad, mad that it was coming back. I mean, Helen Hunt is a fairly successful actress, yeah, in like she's been nominated for Oscars, I'm sure, and everything. She's been some very good films. Uh, and Paul Reiser, yeah, he, he was in Whiplash, yeah, he probably needed some and that's work. the only thing I can remember really him being in, yeah, I'd say, yeah, maybe he, he just needed the cash and he said, you know, yeah, called in a favor. Yeah, basically, yeah. Hunt, I started your career, come back. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, um, when, when a show wraps up well, you kind of want them to just leave it alone. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you'd like, there's no point in something coming back. No. Um, if it's like wrapped up nicely. I think yeah. uh, there's one show that I really love called Detectorists, the British show. And um, they had two brilliant series and they came yeah. back for third. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's not good. Like, because I thought they wrapped it up nicely. And the third one actually turned out to be great, and it was wrapped up even better in the third, in the last, the last episode of the third series. And it's one now where I hope he doesn't come back with it, Mackenzie Crook, because it's like you come back, it's going to ruin it. Yeah, it's yeah. just they just every every storyline was wrapped up the perfect way, and yeah. I don't want to know anymore. They'll come back now and ruin it with the same. Time. Come back and ruin it. And they'll yeah, you know, they'll bring in like new character yeah. based on God, someone. But um, mad about you. Uh, I, I feel like that's the quintessential '90s sitcom. It was. It was one of those. There was a few. There was that and Seinfeld and Friends were all set in New York. All they, and they all on NBC. And I think there was one episode. I think there's one episode, uh, and they had it like it was set on one night. So they, I think it was Thursday nights used to be on. Yeah. And they said it so that there was a power cut in New York. All right. And every and every episode, so yeah. the friends mad about you and I think Seinfeld as well had a power cut in their storyline. Brilliant. Because you had and um, the crossover with friends, didn't you? Phoebe's sister was kind of ditzy waitress and mad about you. Yeah, and Kramer was I don't know it was Kramer. Kramer was involved as well. Tried in there somewhere. Um, I'm not sure if what it was, I can't remember. Yeah. I'd have to look that up again, but I'm sure Kramer was definitely involved in it as well. So they were, they all overlapped with each other. Yeah. I know Kramer turned up in it a few times. He was like a neighbor. Yeah. He was like upstairs maybe or something like that. Crazy. Or maybe they were set in the same building even. That would be cool. Yeah. But that was, yeah, it was pretty funny that Phoebe's sister basically was in Mad About You as a kind of a yeah. waitress, wasn't she? I think or something like that. She was a waitress. And a, yeah. She was kind of a ditzy waitress. But uh, yeah, so there we go. Uh, so this one, this is one no show I've never, I've never watched actually. And I remember it was huge. Yeah. When it came out first. The Twenty Four Legacy. Yeah. The Twenty Four premiered not even two months after the September Eleventh attacks, in a time when American audiences were primed for an action-packed series about foiling terrorist plots and uh, taking up prisoners, every man hero. 
They ran for eight seasons, plus a TV movie and an event series, all starring Kiefer Sutherland as the seemingly unkillable Jack Bauer. In 2017, straight out of Compton actor Corey Hawkins took over the real-time franchise as soldier Eric Carter in 24 Legacy. Critics took the spin-off to task, not only for its pacing issues, for its problematic depictions of Muslims. 24 Legacy was not renewed. Yeah. It was. It was very much of its time, really, 24. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, again, it's something that, you know, the, the only show I think that's ever had, like, proper spin-offs that have done really, really well is probably Law and Order. But even some of those ones have, like, Trial by Jury didn't do too well. Yeah. But, uh, I suppose with that one, it's easy because it's the same show over and over again. Yeah, you just have different you know it's just a, it's procedural. So like you know you just you're just filling in the kind of the case details basically. Yeah, but it was kind of I think twenty four. Like I said, I think it, you know, it was just like you said of its time. It was at a time when that was kind of a big hot topic, of foiling terrorist plots and you know. And people were happy about you know yeah. for torture yeah. to happen and things like yeah. that. And, and I think you know, it was just the format of you know one day being the whole series kind of a thing. It just. It's not always going to work. No, definitely not. We move on. So it was not renewed. No, we move on to one that's, uh, as far as I know, it's still going, uh, which is Magnum PI. The reboot into its third season is pretty much the same premise as the original. I think it was Ian Neal or something that's now a a private eye in Hawaii or where. Um, Higgins, though, is now Juliet Higgins, and that's fair enough. And they made Higgins a woman. But uh, Thomas Magnum. He doesn't have the same charm as Tom Selleck. There's none of that there. And he doesn't even have a mustache. That was my first question. No. <laughs> does the new Magnum have a mustache? He doesn't. Yeah, no I mustache. Mean, that, that was the whole, that was, that was half the plot of most of the Magnum PI yeah. episodes, I'm sure. Yeah. It was so just I Tom just, Selleck looking after his mustache. I was out as soon as he didn't have a mustache. But it's still going, you're saying? Still going. I think it, uh, I think it finished, I think, Season three started in America before Christmas. So the way America split up their their series, yeah. the second half of the series is probably on its way soon. Yeah. We move on to uh, uh, another one that's close to people's hearts. Uh, Post and Pat's special delivery service. Yeah. It lacks the charm of the original. Just the cat is super annoying. And for some reason, Pat not only drives his van, but a series of other vehicles. And worse than that, while still a postman, he's also in charge of the special delivery service system. The unions would not be impressed. Why can't they leave the classics alone? Yeah. Like he's he's in the town delivering the mail. But now suddenly he has yeah. like helicopters and scooters and ah, for God's special sake. delivery packages of like and bring horses and things places and it's mad. I thought he joined the SAS. Yeah. In the name. It's like Pat is uh, taking over the entire postal system. He's hogging all the jobs. And while he's off, good. you know, across country delivering delivering packages, who's yeah. delivering the local letters? I know, and that was half the half the half the plot of the original post and pat was that he was shite. Yeah, he'd be forgetting people's parcels all over the place and everything. Yeah, <laughs> and they gave or the cat would be stealing the parcels or something. I don't know what'd be going on. Yeah, and they gave the cat just became super annoying. Ah, oh, no, it's not good enough. No, it's not good enough. Can't can't be dealing with that. No. Um, one on here, then Thundercats Roar. I don't know if you saw this, but it's uh, no. the less said about it. You have to look it up, even just the drawings alone of them. The less said about it, the better, really. It's like someone had never watched Thundercats and was just <laughs> this is what it's about. The characters are very stupid. The animation is pretty awful. And, you know, it lasted one season, which is amazing in itself. But uh, 
I'd say no doubt, you know, countless people fired definitely for letting that one slip through. Because it was it was nothing like the original. The characters were just dumb. There was no charm to them. Yeah. They were like very goofy. <laughs> I think it's always a danger if you're bringing back kids shows like that because yeah. the kids are now adults usually. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll probably watch 10 minutes of it. They will. And then I'll be it like because they'll be like, oh no, I've had enough. But like I suppose the kids these days, I suppose like probably the Thundercats probably had iPhones and everything. I know. <laughs> yeah, when you see the drawings of them, it's pretty hilarious. But I must look that up. Well, like um, you know, the den as well coming back in Ireland, but they put oh, it on yeah. like a Sunday night, clearly aimed at the people who were in their thirties who used to watch it as kids. So yeah, just for kind of niche, kind of kitsch value, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. They do try to bring it back every few years, all right though. Yeah, yeah. I had a few more then that we didn't go into, but I know you watched some of these shows. So Arrested Development, yeah. what did you think of that when that came back to um, It was all right. Um, they did an interesting thing, kind of, it was kind of a Rashomon kind of, uh, kind of thing where there was like, it was each episode was from a different uh, character's viewpoint. Yeah. Which I can understand because they had a hard time trying to bring people back because it was a big cast and a lot of them were busy. Um, but it kind of, it worked a bit, but it was kind of, it got a bit tiring after a while. So then uh, Mitchell, Hor uh, Mitchell Horowitz, who is the producer of the show, he kind of, he re-edited it, season right. four, and made it kind of more into kind of the classic version of the, the sitcom. And that, actually, that was an improvement on it. And I think they had one or two more series after that. I kind of lost interest. Yeah. But there was a massive thing um, where Jeffrey Tambor, who plays the kind of the dad of the Bluth family, he kind of got, he kind of got cancelled uh, yeah. in an interview with the cast, yeah, the mother Lucille Bluth, who yeah. is played by I can't think of her name now, but anyway, she kind of said that she kind of uh, he kind of freaked out at her a few times. He's very intense apparently when he's acting, and he freaked out at her a few times for like forgetting lines and things. And she was saying, "Oh, I was very upset about it." And but then um, Jason Bateman and Will Arnett, who both play uh, major characters, they kind of backed Jeffrey Tambor up, right. Kind of saying, oh, you well, you know, like you know, some people can be kind of hard to work with, and actually, that's their process. And of course, then the media yeah. kind of leapt on that, and it kind of ruined this. It ruined the kind of the launch of the of the new series. Yeah, that was the. And end. people, I think people didn't even watch it after that, really, yeah. even though it was pretty good. People were kind of like, ah, oh, no, we've had enough now. Oh yeah, and then there was so, there the, the Gilmore Girls came back for a special, didn't they, or something like that? They had, yeah, kind of like three kind of feature length episodes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, again, that was, it was decent, but they kind of, they doubled down on the characters being kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, because that was the kind of the secret of the Gilmore Girls, which I, I'm a big fan. I, I enjoy watching it. It's still on, it's on Teacher Carter every day at six o'clock at the moment, which is always good. There you go. Um, but uh, the late, yeah, the later series, especially Rory, who was the young kid and at the start. And she's like this precocious genius kind of kid and she's kind of uh, kind of you know the main character you know you're supposed to identify with her kind of but as the years go on she just becomes an absolute dickhead yeah so it becomes like really spoiled kind of rich kid kind of thing and they really double down on it in yeah. the in the, re the, the, the return yeah and I, I was watching it i was going along and i was enjoying it but i was like god i really hate her yeah, it's not really good to root against the main character. I, I was, I was rooting against her. I was like, oh, God, get rid of her. Yeah. 
Um, so that, but it was good. I, that, that was one of the better ones. I think people yeah. kind of did enjoy it. I thought it was decent, but uh, yeah, the, the, the characterization kind of set me against them. Yeah. And the last one kind of I had on there was Fuller House, which is Full House, which, you know, came up. Did they have the same actors as that? Is it kind of they did, them old, as older, is it? They were older now and they had kids and it was kind of one of those shows where they just threw everything at the wall and kind of hoped the nostalgia factor would work. But it doesn't really. It only works for like the first episode. Yeah, and after that, then it's you know, <laughs> it just doesn't work. And the Olsen twins obviously didn't come back into it. And you know. yeah, I was thinking that actually I was like, were they was that full house? Was that them? Yeah. And who was the was it Bob Saget? Bob Saget, yeah. And he kind of pops in for an episode and disappears. And uh, yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's not great. It's it's again, oh, yeah. it's one of those where I think it was like people who used to watch it are grown up now. We'll you know we'll hit them for the nostalgia factor. You know, which yeah. is kind as of I say, like it's very short lived. Yeah. If you which don't is... have anything to back it up, you're kind of in trouble straight away. That's it. It's it's kind of like what we'll become not to next with the bands, which are basically doing the same thing for money. Oh, here we go. Yeah, band reunion. So we have uh, quite a few bands here actually. There's quite and a few. Some... There's lots more as well. Obviously, yeah. people can uh, can comment their own on our Facebook page if there's yeah. ones they hated. There's definitely a few bad ones. Uh, so they start uh, Happy Mondays. Yeah. So the Happy Mondays reformed when the taxman came a calling, and the reunion gigs were a drunken disaster. What a shock! Yeah. Ryder, Sean Ryder was mumbling lyrics off a teleprompter and squaring up to band members during agonizingly long breaks between the songs. And the comeback single was perhaps the worst ever cover of Thin Lizzy's "The Boys Are Back in Town." I, I've never heard that. I don't think I ever want to hear that. It's, I listened to it today, and yeah, I don't think you want to listen to it. I'd say it's shocking, but it, I suppose Happy Mondays are like the perfect band for that, you know, getting back together for the money. Because you, when you look at Sean Ryder and Bez, you can say, yeah, they definitely don't look after their income tax. Yeah. I remember, uh, what was it? I think it was Witness Festival, maybe 2000 yeah. or 99, maybe. Yeah. And Happy Mondays were playing and it was actually their final gig yeah. before that reunion. Right. And uh my buddies, my buddies, Dermot and Shane went to see it and they said it was an unbelievable gig. It was like insane what was going on there. And they went on way too long and they were playing songs and there were strippers on the stage and loads of stuff going on. I went to see David Gray. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's all I can want to say about that. Oh. I don't know if that's good or anything. That was, the, that was probably the worst decision I've ever made. <laughs> And I've made some bad decisions in my life, but that was one of the worst. That was one of the worst ones, yeah. Um, we move on so to um, a band that are still kind of going, uh, Sublime. The band ended kind of in 96 when, you know, the lead singer, Bradley Noel, died. Mm. Uh, but it didn't stop them reforming in 2009 with new frontman Rome Ramirez. However, the family of the late lead singer went so far as to sue them in an attempt to stop the old band using the name. But ultimately, they found a loophole and now go under the name, very original, Sublime with Rome. <laughs> <laughs> They're still together, oh though, God. and they've released three albums. That's a bit cheeky, though. If, if the singer was like wrote most of the songs, yeah, and the lads are coming back with this new fella singing their songs, I, I'd be fairly annoyed about that. Yeah. You know, now, now let's not think of a new name. Let's just say with Rome. We'll go down the, the Queen route. We'll be coming up in a minute. But, uh, yeah. We'll get the next one. I I don't know if I don't know if you um you made this list, Stephen. I don't know if you uh if this was an autocorrect or something like that. But it says the Treatles. <laughs> the Treatles, which I assume yeah. I mean it means the Beatles. 
Yeah, the Treatles. When the they, uh, this is the Three Beatles. The Three Beatles, yeah. A travesty of bad taste, the Treatles phenomenon of 1985 spawned the spectacularly bad singles Free as a Bird and Free Love. Mediocre Lennon demos brutally refashioned by Jeff Lynne, as well as a TV series, CDs and a very expensive books. Beatles producer George Martin gave the dismal new songs an extremely wide berth. That's very harsh. <laughs> Free as a Bird, yeah, it's not the greatest song, but I wouldn't say it's spectacularly bad. <laughs> Compared to the original Beatles stuff, probably, yeah, all right, fair enough, but yeah, I, this, this is what I really remember at the time. Yeah, and it was huge, because, the, because it, was, it was a big deal. It was, and it kind of like, I don't know, well, I wouldn't say the Beatles were out of fashion at that at that stage, no. they kind of, they, I think a couple of bands had covered Strawberry Fields Forever a couple of years beforehand, yeah. but like there was a time when they were kind of out of fashion for a while, and this kind of really brought them back. And again, you'd have been talking about people who would have probably been in their 30s and 40s that would have loved the Beatles as teenagers. Yeah, exactly. So, so again, but was, they never really kind of did, there wasn't really a full reunion, so they did the songs, but they didn't, I don't think they ever played live or anything like that. No, I think they just, they kind of um, played new instrumental tracks to the, the old song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was a strange one. It was, and but it was kind of yeah. It really was more about the TV series and the CDs and stuff like that. And yeah, about I definitely remember the time like watching it with my dad. Yeah, um, and I remember yeah around that time then it was you know like Oasis were big at that time. So yeah, it was very much the kind of uh, yeah the return of that kind of swagger and yeah. Yeah. rip pop and things like that. You know, it was, and it was I, definitely a touch of we we just want to milk people for money about it. Yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not sell a big box that costs about 80 quid, if I remember right? <laughs> yeah. Why With not? like, you know, demo number six yeah. of John Lennon scratching his arse in the studio or something like that. Yeah. There's one thing I know about the Beatles. They've always been poor since they became popular. <laughs> <laughs> well, George Harrison probably he gave all his money to the Harry Krishnas, I'm sure. <laughs> he did. Oh, poor George Harrison. I know. Sure, there's still two left. Fair play to them. I know. I'd know how they're still going, and uh, yeah, still releasing music anyway. Yeah. Um, Ringo, he put, Ringo brought out a video saying yeah. that he wasn't responding to any more letters. Yeah, that was sad. Had enough. No, he's probably still has piles of them. <laughs> but to be fair, like it's been about what 40, 50 years. Like you know, fair enough. Give him a bit of a break. Like someone's probably after calculating Ringo. You'll have to live another fifty years to get through all these. <laughs> he's like fuck that. Yeah, so we move on then to uh, probably the biggest money-making scam of them all, the Sex Pistols oh, yeah. reunion tour in live CD. Nothing more than a money-making venture, but the remaining band members, and I can't, they got somebody else in as well to play guitar. Well, they got the original bass player who was, who was kicked out for for Sid Vicious. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Matlock, I think his name yeah, was. He came Matlock. back to play in it. He came back in, yeah. Johnny Rotten was in awful tartan suits, looking slightly overweight. You know, the gigs <laughs> had no energy, slated by, by the crit. Critics, six month tour, yeah. and that was it again. You know, no future for them, it, it seems. They made their money. Well, I suppose like that's one that how punk is it for like, you yeah. know, four, five, 45 to 50 year olds yeah. coming out and playing songs they played when they were teenagers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, stick to the butter commercials. Exactly. <laughs> I thought I'm sure he's out of that one as well. <laughs> he brought back his other band, Public Image Limited, a few times. Yeah. That was um, that was just awful when they came back, and it was 
Well, they're the one band you don't want to come, don't, don't want to come back because that was all their attitude was like, you know, yeah, yeah, no future and all this stuff. And then they're back to. He's gone weird with his like he kind of became the reality TV star for a little bit and it kind of ruined his reputation. Yeah, he just kind of he became a kind of a pantomime kind yeah. of uh, so he like he still plays up to it, but it's just like you know, you know that he doesn't really mean it. Like it's just yeah. okay. We we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. Queen, it's simply not just not Queen without Freddie Mercury, and the different versions since have just not been as good as the original. Although in an effort to maybe not upset Freddie's memory, they have been careful to call themselves Queen with Paul Rogers before it then became Queen with Adam Lambert. So they just kicked Paul Rogers out for this new fella. Yeah. That's a bit harsh. Harsh indeed. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, surely they could have just, you know, come up with a new band name. I know they yeah. still play all the hits, but I'm pretty sure you're still allowed to do that, even if you have a, you know, a new band name. I'm sure Paul McCartney is still playing Beatles songs. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, it's probably the one band where the front man was like, really the most important yeah i know brian may to be fair like but like freddie mercury was like he ran the show when they're playing live and he was he was the one that interacted with the crowd and he was the one that made their exactly so great and that was how most people came to see yeah with so it was a yeah, strange one and um, all saints they were the the cooler alternative to the spice girls mm. do you want to say that um around the same time also known for butchering the song under the bridge and um, that was a terrible cover to be fair uh, the band split in 2001 while they were still quite popular. Reformed in 2006, but the album Studio One didn't sell. And the band members eventually admitting that they only came back for the money. Melanie Blad even telling the Evening Standard in 2009, all saints are never getting back together again. I never want to sing again. True to her word, <laughs> the band reformed in 2014 to tour with the Backstreet Boys. And in 2016, their album Red Flag entered the charts at number three. And they are still going today. Proving some bands can put the past behind them, and also that Melanie Blatt is a dirty, filthy liar. Fair. You know what, though? I, when I was young, I was a big fan of Melanie Blatt. Yeah. Not really for her singing prowess, but... <laughs> for, for her... Uh, I fancied her a lot as a teenager. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but <laughs> I never want to sing again is a bold statement. <laughs> bold statement to then come back a few years later and re literally in the same band. Yeah. All Saints, though, they were they were pretty good compared to some of the other girl bands. I mean, Spice Girls were probably better than them. But All Saints had some good songs. Pure Shores from the Beach soundtrack, I think it was. Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah, they, they had some good. And they were. And were that kind Never of, Ever was good. The, the kind of, the, the kind of, they seemed to be kind of the cooler. It was okay to like All Saints kind of a thing. Yeah, they were a little bit cooler than Spice Girls. Spice Girls were a bit commercial. Yeah. You would say, even though all Saints by this the exact same thing, but they just <laughs> their yeah. songs seemed a little bit kind of a bit more edgy or something. Yeah, that's the way it was. Yeah. So we'll move we'll move on to a band that have probably broken up about 168 times. Yeah, but it's one particular comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so the Fleetwood Mac, they've had many reunions and last ever tours, but especially uh, especially here talking of 1993, when the band can thank their getting back together to none other than Slick Willie. Bill Clinton, who got them to play Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow for his inauguration. And that actually did get them back together. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'd yeah. been together for a good five or six years beforehand. Yeah, so you think about Clinton helped out in Northern Ireland and got Fleetwood Mac back together. And <laughs> his, his, his peacekeeping skills are very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, they're still going now, Fleetwood Mac, but they did throw out Lindsay Buckingham a couple of years ago. <laughs> and he's still not even sure why he got thrown out. 
go. He blames Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks blames other people, and yeah. How many no last tours have they had where people are like, oh, I better go see them. It's their last tour. I'm sure I had that about five years ago, at least 10 years ago, that I have to go see them. And I am kind of annoyed that I didn't see them with, with Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. But like, whenever they do come back, they're like, their ticket prices are like 120 quid. I know, yeah. So no wonder they, they keep touring. <laughs> yeah. People keep paying to see them. Why not? Yeah. Of course, famously, Fleetwood Mac is kind of the band where there was like two husbands and wives or kind of, you know, two long-term relationships in the band. Yeah. That both broke up before rumours was made. And it's famous for Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks writing songs about each other on the same album and they had to sing and play on those songs. Yeah. But that's dedication to the music. Yeah. Like Lindsay Buckingham wrote a song about how we were shagging some other woman. And Stevie Nicks had to do the backup. Yeah. And um, Christy McVie and uh, that's the other McVie, I can't think of his, his name. The basis, but there, yeah, they, she wrote a song called You Make Loving Fun, which was about uh, some tour uh, worker guy she had an affair with. So your man has to play bass on this, like, how much fun she was having with, with the, the lighting technician. <laughs> the guy who was tuning his bass. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't all, he was tuning Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah good old. Good old Slick Willie got him back together though. Why not? He got him back together. Um, we move on to the birds. Well, sort of, anyway. Um, some band reunions genuinely, you know, bring former partners, band reunions rather, genuinely bring former partners together and bury the hatchet, like all saints, you know? Yeah. And others are just an excuse for concert promoters to sell more tickets. And that was the case with most of the bands, led by Michael Clark, drummer with the birds for the twilight years of his career, having toured with former bandmate Gene Clark in a show called the 20th Century or 20th Anniversary Tribute to the Birds, he found most clubs were just calling his band the Birds and he just went with it, shrugged off all criticism <laughs> and more importantly, legal action, not least from Killer <laughs> Birds, Roger McGuinn, David Crosby and Chris Hillman. Even after Gene's death in 1991, Michael continued to tour under that name, befudding fans who may have expected to hear the harmonies of McGuinn and Crosby only to hear the voices of other more willing musicians who were happy to appear under the banner of a group who ceased to exist. And I, I think eventually when he died, Crosby took over the uh, the rights to the, the band name. And now he's touring as the birds. And now he's touring <laughs> off legal birds. action. My God, he's looking old these days. <laughs> is he? Yeah. He is about 76 or something. Well, to be fair, that. yeah, to be fair. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, that, that's like just anybody kind of tangentially involved in the birds was kind of they just taking the name and touring it so i think this was flowered up was well, the name of the band they were kind of yeah like the happy mondays uh, i really like them but, but they were different i'm sure they're the guys who did a, a cover of strawberry fields forever by the beatles who i was re referring to earlier yeah so they got back together well they tried to get back together in 2005 they booked some comeback gigs and rehearsed playing their loose limbed hits in a well-received warmer concerts and generally feeding their way back to full activity Sadly, a concert with the Happy Mondays on Clapham Common uh, went disastrously wrong when guitarist Joe Maher got confused about the songs he was supposed to be playing and the set ended in disarray. Drummer John Tuvey told The Guardian he ended up being carted out by St. John's Ambulance in a straitjacket and went on to explain that the experience has left him fairly jaded. There won't be any more comebacks. I'm setting up a window cleaning business. I cherish memories of blowing blur off the stage at the Reading Festival of 1981 and I love the lads, but sometimes I wish I'd never joined a band. That's quite sad. <laughs> Yeah. They were a pretty shit band, though, to be fair. 
what a gig that must have been with the happy mind. <laughs> did he just go like, did just go mental? <laughs> He's probably so drugged up, he kind of came out of a stupor and kind of went, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> what song is this? That or he was, you know, he was hanging around with Sean Ryder before the concert, which is never a good idea. Probably. Probably. Like slipped him something. Yeah. Is there any more mad ones you can think of? Like uh, I can think of Van Halen. Van Halen was nuts. Uh, David Lee Roth came back. They were, were they going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, fame I think. Yeah. And uh, he came back and they played a couple of songs at it and it was like they were going to have a big reunion. But <laughs> David Lee Roth was such a dickhead at the at the ceremony yeah. that the lads decided, nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and I'm sure they fell out with Sammy Hagar afterwards as well. Yeah. yeah. I think they went on a tour and it lasted about four gigs before Sammy Hagar decided to leave. They were like going to concerts in different vehicles and not talking to each other. Yeah. And I'm all just, sorts. I'm sure there's loads people can let us know about. I know Guns N' Roses for a while there as well had a they're back, I'm sure. I'm sure Slash is back with them and all at the stage. Yeah, they're back with Slash um, and everything. Yeah, but as it is, like there's every single band in the world is pretty much reunited at this stage. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But I'll be surprised now when they get the holograms going that I they'll know. have like the Beatles reunion. <laughs> the holograms are such a bad idea. Uh, was it yeah. Tupac and a hologram? Yeah, Tupac was a hologram. There's someone else came back as a hologram. Uh, That's dangerous, remember. like. Yeah. <laughs> Strange one, but there you go. Um, and speaking of ridiculous comebacks, we'll move on to our uh, our sporting our sporting ones comebacks that never should have happened. Yeah, really. Uh, I'll start here with Bjorn Borg. You know, quit tennis at the age of twenty six, like when he was really at the top of the game. Uh, but yeah. decided in nineteen ninety one, age thirty five, he'd make a comeback. And despite the game moving on and players using the new graphite rackets, he stayed true to his roots and wanted to use an old wooden racket. <laughs> It didn't go to plan. He failed to win a single match before retiring for good in 1993. Did he not figure out the tennis had completely changed in that time? <laughs> that they had yeah, the new rackets and that was like power serves. Yeah. I can imagine him playing like Pete Sampras and like his, the first serve breaking his racket. He was trying to return it. Yeah. John McEnroe told him it would be a bad idea to come back, but he didn't listen. He didn't listen. He came back anyway. He came back, yeah. Um, so here's another famous one, Ben Johnson, yeah. one of the first Olympics uh, that um, that you recall, Steve. I, I remember it as well. I remember crying at the final ceremony that it was yeah. over, oh. watching it on a shitty old portable television yeah. no, that we still have at home. Four more years. Suey portable television that I definitely used until about 2007. They made things properly back then, though. They did, and we like that was 1988. Yeah. That TV is still in the attic at home, and I'm sure it still works properly. But anyway, he was banned until 1991. Yeah. And yeah, when he made uh, he made a comeback and he made the Canadian 92 Olympic team and made the semi-finals for he stumbled out of the blocks to go to that stage and then test positive again for steroids and get banned for life. Yeah. I mean, he's after using the steroids and everything and he stumbles out of the blocks. Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah. So I do feel a bit bad for Ben Johnson though. It was like, yeah. was it was it Seoul? Was that race or was it LA in 84 was the one he got banned for? Was it 88? 88 in Seoul, he got banned for, yeah. He beat Carl Lewis. To be and fair, I, every, everyone else in that race was... Because then Carl Lewis well. got the gold medal, and then years later we found out he wasn't exactly clean either. 
they all they, I, they, they were all on something. Yeah, you're probably some poor Eastern European lad who finished about five seconds behind him was probably the only one not on drugs. Exactly. Um, I think that there's a good documentary on it. I think ESPN made one in part of their 30 for 30 series. I yeah. think it's called The Dirtiest Race. Yeah. And it does go into that, like how like Carl Lewis then was the hero, but he was like drugged up to the hilt as well. And the rest of the lads, Limford yeah. Christie and everything. Yeah, it's mad. Um, move on into a, a swimmer, Mark Spitz, at 22 years old in Munich. He won seven gold medals. And in 1992, he was offered $1 million by a filmmaker, Bud Greenspan, to make the US Olympic team. He failed to make the team, however, as he was known as early 40s, but he only missed out by two seconds. That's a long time in swimming, though. <laughs> it is a long time. But for a guy that. But like, to be fair, like, you know, to put out context, like, he won his seven gold medals in 1972 in Munich. Yeah, and this was 20 years later. Yeah, he's now forty-two years old. That's a bit hard. That's that, that's hard. Like, and like you know, unless you want to steroid yourself up. Yeah, and he probably did to get that close to qualifying. <laughs> try, try. <laughs> uh, we move on. Joe Lewis, yeah. uh, who once held the heavyweight title for twelve years and twenty-five fights, yeah. defending the title in seventy-two career fights, he lost just three and knocked out his opponent fifty-seven times. Yeah. But a year after retiring, he was broken out of shape and not as sharp. Uh, as he was, he made a comeback fighting a very weak fighters to get up to a fight with the current champ, Rocky Marciano, who knocked him out the eighth round, ending Lewis's career. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you say, what, are you, what you always remember about this fight, though, is the barbershop scene in Coming to America. Yeah, when they're arguing about the best fighter of whatever, and your man is Joe Lewis, he's Joe Lewis's greatest fighter. And, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy's playing one of the white guys in the barbershop as well. He's playing every and, single character yeah, in that scene. All, he's like... Rocky Marciano and then they're like every time we talk boxing the white guy's got to bring up Rocky Marciano <laughs> and then he's like yeah he kicked Joe Lewis's ass and he said that's right he did kick and then he's like Joe Lewis was 145 years old when he fought Rocky Marciano or something like that I just that whole scene <laughs> but there's a I lot of boxers time. yeah <laughs> I mean George Foreman was fairly successful when he came back he did there's been a few good comebacks so we want to avoid he won, like, that he won a world championship but I know if it was one of those those shite world championships was it I think it was one that was kind of just vacant for a while or whatever it was. But I think yeah. he was about 42 when he came back and won there. Yeah, and then Tyson's come back a few times. Yeah. That fight that he had there a couple of weeks ago, Steve, what the hell was that about? I don't know. That the money, I think, is the answer. They weren't even allowed to hit each other properly or something, was it? <laughs> yes. I can't remember enough to be able to hit each other in the face or something. Something like that. What a boxing. It was like an exhibition fight and then the, the new rules came out and they yeah. were trying to sell pay-per-view a bit like. Boxing is becoming a bit of a joke allowing all these fights. Like your man, the YouTuber, no challenge in half the world boxing matches. What's yeah. happening? It's the, the only boxing. way they can get viewers these days, it seems. They're just like, yeah, anyone can have a go off it. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. I would like to see Mike Tyson versus one of those YouTube lads though. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should start doing is kind of a uh, kind of yeah. mixed mixed weight boats. <laughs> yeah. Super heavyweights versus flight rates. Yeah. Oh, Kill a few lads like, you know, get a bit of bit of bit of drama back into it. Yeah. Who would who wouldn't want to see their favourite YouTuber beaten to a bloody pulp by Mike Tyson in the ring? I know I would. Yeah. One more here now is Ian Thorpe, another swimmer. Uh, he earned gold medals in 2000-2004 Olympics and then he quit swimming, aged just 24, before deciding in 2011 he'd make a return to qualify for the London Olympics, but he got knocked out in the semi-finals of the Australian swimming trials in both the 100 and 200 metre freestyle events, I believe it was. But yeah. he did end up going to the London Olympics as a commentator for the BBC. He, yeah, I remember that. I remember that all right. I think he came out as gay as well at some stage before yeah. that or around that time as well. Yeah. Again, I remember a lot of stories about it. 
but he was kind of a bit of a kind of a medical freak wasn't he he was kind of yeah his he, lungs or something were like supersized or yeah, he was able he to really his... really big feet yeah well, that kind of were almost like flippers to quite an advantage yeah. when you're swimming he was obviously cloned by the Australian yeah. Olympic Council is yeah. what I would say <laughs> that was the... the ultimate swimming machine and then I was just looking for any other bad decisions. A few that just popped into my head were mostly Arsenal players. Oh, so Campbell. So Campbell. He did okay when he came back for Arsenal, but I think, did he sign for Newcastle after that? And he Something was like shocking. That. Shocking. Jens Lehmann came back for a bit. He did. He did. He wasn't too bad. You could tell that he hadn't played in a few years. Yeah. And John Lukic. Had John Lukic, he just came back and he was just being paid to sit the bench, really. And, he had, and all of a sudden, Arsenal had about five goalkeeping injuries. <laughs> yeah. And he was the goalkeeping coach or something at the time. They had to register him. Yeah. Although yeah, I think he became the oldest player to play in the Champions League <laughs> for a few years. I think yeah. Paolo Maldini might have beaten him after that. Oh. And then Mohamed yeah, Ali, Ricky obviously. Hatton. Yeah, Ricky Hatton as well came back out of retirement and uh, got. But he just got fat. Like, you know, he's one of these people, and it happens to a lot of boxers. Yeah. Because when they're, when they're training, they have to eat so much, so much, don't they? They have to eat a lot of carbs yeah. to kind of get themselves built up. You do. And the problem is when they retire, they stop the training but keep the carbs. That's it. And they become huge. And I remember he kind of, he really ballooned after he retired, didn't he? Prince Nassim Hamid, another one that got huge. Yeah. And then it's hard for him to come back. I remember he had to to come back and he just obviously didn't have the cardio anymore. No. He was struggling badly. Yeah. And I think Muhammad Ali on there as well, because he'd retired and he should have just stayed retired, really. I think he came back to to fight Larry Holmes and got absolutely battered. And then he fought. Oh, yeah bum of a fighter a year later and lost that as well and you know it was just kind of sad because he was he was just past it at that stage and already a bit yeah. punch drunk but, uh, yeah so there we go I can't I'm trying to think of some others I can't really think of anyone major no there's um, probably some mad- Gareth Bale maybe yeah didn't work so well for retirement from Real Madrid he hasn't done much at Spurs no no that's about it, I think. That's about it. That's about it then for the And I suppose the worst comeback of all is, is us. Is us. Fuzzy concepts. I do, um, before we go, have some horoscopes for people. Do. Classic. We've kept these going for three decades. Yeah, we may as well keep going with these. And um, yeah. we'll talk about where people can listen and such. Then. But um, we'll start yeah. with Aries. Every family has its own sayings. After this week's, yours will have a new one. Not a Mark's chance in traffic. <laughs> there you go. Um, Taurus, I could tell you your horoscope, but then I'd have to kill you. Um, Gemini, it's often a good thing to be described as dark and mysterious, but it's not what you want to hear from your doctor when talking about your recent x-ray. Oh, <laughs> um, Cancer, you've always felt you have extremely unique taste, but your world is shattered this week when you discover someone who enjoys a cheese sandwich just as much as you do. Um, Leo, you will finally get a new housemate this week when you leave the window slightly ajar and a drifter refuses to leave. Bit of company, though. Yeah, exactly. Virgo, you shrug it off as just one of those things, but the police, judge, witnesses and jury prefer to see it as a triple homicide. (laughs) Um, Libra, it's shaping up to be a really stressful work week that grinds you down, but on the bright side, you can always go home and take it out in your family. Um, Scorpio, they say time heals all wounds. You're about to find out just how wrong they are. Sagittarius, there is embarrassment in your child's future as their teacher gets drunk and craps all over the classroom. The fact they're currently being homeschooled only makes it worse. (laughs) Um, Capricorn. This is me. 
Oh, with the awful year we've had, you will be pleased to know next year you will finally enter the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when you earn enough money for the entrance fee. Oh, great. But still, I mean, in, in context of COVID, I mean, going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame means I'm travelling somewhere. I know. Sadly, it's great. Cleveland, I think, though. Oh, is it Cleveland? Oh, God. No. $28 to get in. <laughs> yeah. And worse, it's Cleveland. And worse, it's Cleveland, yes. Aquarius, you're the type of person who always scoffs at uh, the actor in the horror movie who goes through the wrong door and stupidly gets killed. Well, this week, the shoe was on the other foot, idiot. <laughs> Pisces, finally, despite the writing being on the wall, you refuse to believe that someone is breaking into graffiti your home. <laughs> so there we go, classic horoscopes. Classic horoscopes. That's it. So that's there we it. go. That's it. The reunion. That's fuzzy concepts on the, yeah. on the chalkboard. On the chalkboard, the first one. And people can let us know what they'd like us to talk about, what topics, whatever, on Facebook. Oh, yeah, anything Facebook. at all, really. Yeah, anything at all. You know, it could be, you know, we, I don't know. We what. can really talk. We, we can literally talk about anything for hours. Show <laughs> yeah. like. Lamp posts, vacuum cleaners, <laughs> planet Mars. I, I don't know. Mobile phones, rocking horses. I don't know. <laughs> So that's it. There, 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 there's the future episodes right there. I'm looking forward to the Rocking Horses episode. Yeah. That'll be a three hour special, I'm sure. And the wood carving. Yeah. <laughs> so, how, how can people hear us um, or see us? Are we just video versions? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time in, in, the, in the three decades that people will actually be able to see us. <laughs> God help us. You imagine some of the <laughs> hairstyles we've had through the years that people have missed out on. <laughs> Yeah, and did, there was did, the classic one with the the Baldy Barber in Bart Street who cut my hair and refused to cut it properly. Yeah, and made me into kind of a Lego headed man. You know the hair on the, the Lego men. Yeah, it was. And I had to turn up to my dad's fortieth birthday. This how that's how long ago it was. It was my dad's fortieth birthday. I'm thirty eight now. Yeah, I turned forty this year. Yeah, <laughs> and I had to turn up with this awful haircut because I decided at half four on a Saturday to get my haircut, and he was the only guy left open. <laughs> Yeah, so the poor bastards. This is when they have to first look at us. Yeah, God help, God help you all. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm gonna say. But um, when I'm saying the future, I mean like, like I think if we'd been around, if we were younger, no. Yeah. We were then. We'd probably be like on Twitch. Yeah, probably. In shows yeah. or YouTube or something like that. <laughs> Whatever. As opposed to a, a a college radio station with a listenership yeah. of five, which included my grandmother. Yeah, to be fair, it wasn't exactly the most high-powered frequency that was going out to that uh, station. And it only went down about one, one night a week anyway, so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, are you on TikTok? No. No, no me neither. I'm, not, I'm at the point now where I don't understand these things. <laughs> yeah. I went on it, I did, I joined it because I thought, okay, this is the new thing now, I'll try that. Yeah. And um, no. I had no idea what was going on. No. No. I couldn't like there was these videos coming up of Chinese people and it was like well, I have been in TikTok videos of my sisters oh, where yeah. they made oh, me well, dance. Well there you go, you have your sister's connection to it. Yeah, they made me dance for TikTok yeah. videos. Yeah, so that's all that so I I could be TikTok star for all I know. You could be for all you know, you could be famous. For my dancing moves, yeah. but you know, I prefer to live in ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> Put that in your CV, TikTok star, GameStop millionaire. GameStop. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, I, I kind of traded in Traded in my, my famous left wing, uh, my left wing uh, views for uh, ultra capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Decided to get it on the ground floor with GameStop. Yeah. And by the ground floor, I mean about the 25th floor. Are you still I, inv I have there? invested 15 euro into yeah. GameStop. 
Yeah. I own 0 0.05 of one share. That's good. And uh, but yeah. I'm up about two euro at the moment. Oh, there you go. And people. So I'm, just, I'm, figuring, I'm trying to figure market. out the best time to sell out. Just to sell out. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, 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 I'm one of these guys who hold on. I, I'm very hold loyal on. to my stocks. <laughs> yeah. Hold on to for the long run. Yeah. For the long uh, run. Yeah. Why not? But it does. I mean, I was watching it. I started like I was there. Um, I was off work uh, on Thursday, so I was. I think that's when I bought the stocks. And I turned on TV and I turned on like CNBC and Bloomberg. Yeah. And I was watching it then. I was kind of go, oh, I better when GameStop comes up and all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, what have I become? <laughs> watching these business channels to, to see how my 15 euro investment is going. <laughs> Your family be so proud. <laughs> but that said, I know, like, you know, I can see why uh, some people uh, are rich and yeah. some other people uh, don't have that kind of, you know, they don't have that kind of. Uh, thought about money yeah in that you know people will put hundreds and hundreds of euros into the lotto yeah where if you actually put hundreds of euro into some shares yeah. you actually might come out with more than you'd get from the lotto you might you probably would <laughs> and that, and that's the turn knowing I'm, I'm you know i'm the new uh, elon musk <laughs> yeah just without the uh, without the engineering background exactly and the dodgy south african history well yeah the, the apartheid diamond mine definitely helped <laughs> yeah I mean, if I had an apartheid diamond mine, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you'd be a different person. I'd be up there now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Podcast would be in HD. <laughs> it would be in HD, and yeah. But uh, we'll have to. We'll just have to cope with the, our crappy uh, laptop webcams. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, so people can listen to us. Uh, actually, I'm just thinking there, Steve. Before you go on, this is probably the first time we've ever done a broadcast with us not being in the same room. Yeah, yeah, which is really. Although really there was a championship podcast. Between oh yeah, there was one. There was a guest on. Ago. But otherwise, but, uh, this is the first time, like properly, yeah. that we broadcast together and not in the same room. It's amazing what the future will do for you. It's crazy. It's crazy. But hopefully, once all this dies down and we're all vaccinated, we can uh, get into the studio and do it. A proper we studio? Can, can you believe nice, it? I have a nice studio set up in the attic, so ready to go for us. That was our old studio set up. Yeah. That, I should say that as well, actually, that the, it, it doesn't help that we that we, we don't live together anymore. No, it makes yeah. it. Uh, that was that was after. Know, I think that was that was like well, a few years ago now. Yeah. And that was kind of yeah because we had the studio in the attic. It was easy for us to do it. And then, yeah. But now, yeah. but uh, yeah. look, we have the, we have technology now. We have technology now to do the same thing. Yeah, uh -huh. and you know that's it. That's basically it. I mean, we we've gone from five listeners in Ballyfehan. Yeah. To five <laughs> listeners worldwide. That's it. So we'll hope my grandmother on. can't be arsed to listen to our podcast now. Hang on to our so we lost that one. <laughs> and we'll uh, I suppose we'll be back next week. I suppose people can listen to this all over the place. Hopefully, if everything's set up, it'll be on Spotify, Spotify. and iTunes and iHeartRadio and you know all these other God help God podcast help things. And uh, which is we'll a lot better than our original Fuzzy Concepts podcast, which I think yeah. you could only get on Mixcloud, and I'm not even sure you could download it. <laughs> yeah, you could only stream it. Because I couldn't figure out how to do the podcast properly. Yeah, but there you go. Now we'll look at us now. Yeah, technology will look after it all for us. So uh, we'll share it out on our Facebook page if people want to jump on that and chat to us or do whatever they can. And uh, we'll lob this up on the Boom Entertainment website as well because we are very good. So <laughs> we have, very good. have you anything else to uh, promote? Deep Red, Deep Red, Deep Red Productions. Yeah. Deep Red Productions, who are not doing much because yeah. there's no film. For all your video needs. Well, it's very hard to do videos when you can't stand next to someone. No, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty difficult for actors as well. But there is that Indian guy. Did you see that video I sent to you? The Indian guy. Yeah, I mean, he's willing to work. You can be in any film you want, 
he'll stand in front of a green screen. Yeah. And he had a wonderful video of him pretending to walk yeah. uh, behind uh, like some sort yeah. of moving footage. We might be able to save up and get him to uh, do an intro for our video podcast. I think so. I think that's the best thing to do. We'll, we'll throw him a few rupees and then he can he can do some sort of James Bond action feature. Yeah, make, make it seem far more exciting than it's going to be when we're talking yeah. about, I don't know, oak trees or something. Oak trees. <laughs> so uh, facebook.com, yeah. uh, fuzzy concepts. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we still have a Twitter. It's probably there somewhere. It's there somewhere, but I don't we'll be Fuzzy concepts so. FM on Twitter, I think. But yeah, it's kind of hard to get back into the social media again now after so long. Yeah, we'll, we'll try, um, we'll try. And there is a new Gmail as well, which is just fuzzyconceptspod at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're, I think we're, we're open to having guests on as well. Open to having guests we'll on. Have, we'll have some people who've been guests before. We have. Um, um, and maybe some new people. Yeah. So if anyone wants to be a guest, just let us know. We're happy to have guests on to chat about whatever topic they want to talk about. Exactly. So, yeah. Why not? For a bit of fun. Exactly. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, yeah. The, you know, He's not busy at the moment. Like, so. court, huh? Yeah, he needs, he, needs, <laughs> he needs the exposure at the moment. He does. And what yeah. better exposure than two lads from Cork on a podcast of five people? What a way well, to... Well, you never know who's watching. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Gosling himself. <laughs> could be. Could I mean, be. he's a noted listener, so yeah. there we go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Steve, yeah. always a pleasure. We'll leave it there, so... and We'll, we'll be, back. be back soon next, enough. Next, next maybe. Week. A few weeks. Next week, a couple of weeks, something next like week, that. A couple of weeks, once we decide what we're going to do. Maybe yeah, it depends now. If we do every week, that could be tough. Yeah, trying, to find, trying to find the topics. We'll every, see. Every two weeks. Unless there's a guest yeah. coming in that's going to talk about stuff. Please come on, because we need something. We need it. Exactly. All right, so we'll be okay. back again in a, a couple of weeks' time for you. And thanks to Phil for production support. Thanks Phil to Phil for the production that he's about to find out he's doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thanks, Phil. Good luck.